0: Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Perfectly Good Podcast, the only podcast on the internet where we discuss every John Hyatt song from A to Z. Uh, Joining me as we try to clean the hot plate is uh, my John Hyatt sibling, Sylvan Groth. How are you doing, Sylvan?
1: Great. And yes, a hot plate. Perfect little metaphor for John's life and uh, this particular song. So
0: Yeah. So today we are uh, talking about Ain't Ever Going Back. Tell us a little bit about we still are working on a fun categories like right now we're saying song facts, but I'm I'm, we're still trying to work on this. So for now, uh, we'll talk about song facts. So what do we got?
1: I can't say too many times uh, how often and how much we would like feedback. So anyone has cute little monikers they want to give us for our segments. Great. If you guys say, hey, you spend too much time on this. Go ahead. Tell us that. Absolutely. just the facts, sir, on Ain't Ever Going Back, that is from- I like 2000- just the facts.
0: That's that's pretty good.
1: <laughs> from 2005's Master of Disaster, it was track seven. And that is the album that the North Mississippi All-Stars were backing, John. And it was recorded in Memphis in 2005. So uh, as a reminder, the North Mississippi All-Stars were Luther and Cody Dickinson, who are the offspring of Jim Dickinson who produced this album and also Chris Chu is the bass player Um, kind of a lot was made over the age gap of the backing band and people have been talking about how old John is since he was younger than I am which makes me feel rather decrepit at this point um The ages at that point, uh, John was 53 when this album was uh, released, and Luther, the younger of the North Mississippi All-Stars, was 32. So, you know, yeah, they could have been his kids just as easily as they could have been Jim Dickinson's kids. Um, But what's kind of interesting is I find this song in particular and the album as a whole to kind of have a more worn-in uh, you know, mature feeling as opposed to when they were making a big deal over the age gap of the band and John with Perfect Good Guitar. It was all just about this young noise racket. And there's definitely an old fashioned blues riff that uh, Luther brings to this song. And lyrically, I was trying to actually determine where this would rank in the most repetitive of John's lyrics, because it's it's pretty uh, repetitive. He says ain't going ever going back no more. Pretty much every other line as a couplet, and there are a few where he'll say the line over and over again. I think the uh, title of most repetitive song might be What Do We Do Now, which will be very <laughs> fortunately yes. for me and Jesse and all of you years from now yes. that we're talking about right. what do we do now? Um, so those are the kind of the facts. What are your feelings about this song, Jesse?
0: So I, I um, to pull the curtain back, uh, we usually know we do know in advance the two to three songs we're going to discuss. So what I've done is I've created two Spotify playlists. I have the songs that we've talked and that way I could always just uh, tweet that out or share that. And then I take the songs that we're going to talk about and I make it to studying John is the name of that playlist. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of play those songs over and over again and, I did
1: pretty much the same thing. Yeah. And um
0: I I went a pretty f- far I went on a journey with this song. At first I was like, "Am eh, not sure I like this one. Yeah, he's screaming a little too much. I don't like necessarily a bluesy John." And you know, I'm not someone who um, for example Take a drink, Bruce Springsteen. When Tom Morella was uh touring with the E Street band, you know, Morella would play these fantastic guitar solos and every like, oh I'm not like yeah, it's good, but you know, I, I, I'm not into long guitar solos, I'm not into long drums solos. I, I you know, I like the song. But the more I started listening to this, the more my meter changed to this has got something in it this song and we're going to get to the lyrics in it but as i started this brought me and i ended up liking this a a lot more than i thought i would you know spending the time with it over the past two or three days um i think this is actually a a very a strong song and you, you know you you never know exactly how autobiographical autobiography that's easy for you me to say songs are John normally is very much talking about his life but so he
1: denies it in every case yes
0: yes he does right but this character and let's say that not John this character is really talking about the the trials and and troubles he's had in a relationship. And his talking about the good, talking about the bad, but weighing it out to me. And please correct me if you disagree. When I weigh this out, the bad greatly outweighs the good. And I need to move on. Absolutely. Okay, I'm not overthinking it.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I I think you're right on. And also, I kind of feel like what the character or John is doing at in this song is wrapping up the relationship. He was in with who he was at that time, which is something that we definitely do. And I think that's really interesting in putting in the context of, is this the 50 year old narrator or the 30 year old narrator, you know, John or the band at that point, because, you know, he's talking about um, what she did. And then he keeps on saying, I ain't ever going back no more. And. I don't care about this or, you know, I just had all this sorrow around this time. And, you know, it's that chip on your shoulder when you've been struggling with someone and then you just kind of say, is it me? Is it you or is it us? And he's constantly saying, I ain't ever going back no more, as in I'm not going to live that way or what most resonated for me and the meaning was I'm going to stop dwelling on these thoughts. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to move on from this relationship in this time yet. What is he doing back? And he goes back and back and back each time, even, um, the almost the last line or the second to last chorus is honey, I will remember you. So he keeps on saying, I'm not going to dwell on this yet. Here I am dwelling
0: and so i'm interpreting it, it you know i'm saying it is a relationship with a um a lover a mm-hmm. you know um you know girlfriend boyfriend you know whatever um you i love your thoughts that it actually is his behavior and let's if we put it under the prism of and um betsy hodges who has been very she's been on um the set Listening bruce podcast multiple times um she talks how much john music has helped her in her journey through sobriety what if he's talking about his relationship with alcohol
1: that could very well be. I mean, there's plenty of alcohol references, both direct and indirect, yeah. throughout the song. Uh, Bartender, won't you hit the lights? He's closing the place.
0: Yeah. I mean, she danced the room. She made it fine. I sang a song about a crooked line. I ain't going back no more. Mm-hmm. The alcohol, being drunk, danced the room, mm-hmm. made my world, world seem fine. I, you know, I, I, Looking at it that way, it gives you a whole nother thought, right? A pint of gin, a long bus trip. Somebody said you just get over it. Um, so regardless of what it is, it is definitely someone saying I need to move forward. And I. it is going to be tempting to come back. You know, the whole that you can't go home again um you know how many times do you go to an old neighborhood you know um spring glory days is all about that right exactly yeah and and so this saying i i i love that um the idea that this is i for me and for my sanity i've got to move forward um and i and i I think the song can be all of the above. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, well said. And um, you know, I love that idea of it being a love letter, a Dear John letter to alcohol, too. Yeah. That, you know, and it can be all of the things above and. My uh, reaction was very similar to yours that I was kind of lukewarm toward it. And then as I listened to it, I kept on catching myself going, oh, that's a great line. Oh, that's a great line. And then it's like, well, why do I not think of this as like, I want to introduce someone to how brilliant a lyricist John is. I'm going to put on ain't ever going back. Yeah. Never would occur to me. No. Um, but it's there, you know, it, it's just, it kind of seems like it's hidden behind the repetitiveness, I'm not sure. Um, And, you know, maybe that's intentional too, that, you know, he's reflecting just that your brain isn't working, whether you're trying to recover from an addiction or you're getting out of a bad relationship. You know, we've all had those conversations, whether you're trying to help someone achieve sobriety, or you're just dealing with someone who's finally dump that jerk that you've been wanting them to dump for a while and like yeah yeah I know that this is something that you've wanted to say goodbye to for a long time we've been waiting um yeah because because
0: like you think about it and she's my first love and she's my last don't Mm. ask me how it ever came to pass because I ain't ever going back no more that's a very clever line that's a very deep line um that my first and last i you know and don't ever ask me how it came to pass i mean in his mind at least my thoughts is this was it this was um you know final destination this was the end game as they say in shipping you're right this is end game this is she and I are going to be together and then it it was good till it wasn't and then he has to move on
1: yeah and um yeah just a little bit further down in the Mm -hmm. lyrics um a little something to remember me it's been so long lord she mustn't see so even after this time he's trying to hide the impact and the feelings again whether we're talking about an actual woman or something else. Yeah. And. Right. You said only one thing in my life is
0: true. And but instead of saying and I forget what it are, it is, you know, uh, honey, I will remember you. Um, This is a long song, too. Yeah, it is. It Even though uh, there is a lot of repetition, um, it there is that power of I ain't never going back no more. Won't even try to find that door. I ain't never going back no more. Don't care what the past has in store. I never going back no more. I ain't never going back no more. It's almost like this is a um, repetitiveness refrain, you know, similar to a mantra of I'm not going back no more. I'm not going back no more. Is right. he, is he convincing himself? Is he doing this to, as a um you know, I I make jokes sometimes when, you, uh, when you're when you really excited about, well, um, when you hear there's going to be a new album from an artist you love or somebody's in a new movie, you go, please be good, please be good, please be good, you know? And this is like, I ain't going back no more, I ain't going back no more, I ain't going back no more. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Uh, and we have been very honest. We are not musicians. But – Musically, do you like do you like how this works?
1: Yeah, you know it's a a very slow pace. Um, you were kind of talking about not really hooking into the blues side of it. I love that. Okay, and um, you know, just the mournfulness and the wail of the guitar and the you know way it just kind of keeps on coming around again. Like there's a momentum to the Tempo and then it just winds back, and it very much fits the theme that we're talking about. I also was thinking as I was listening to this that part of why I probably hadn't ever thought of it, and as an example of his strong lyrics, is I would say this is one of the harder ones to understand. So I actually had to check my notes on where John's throat surgery on his vocal cords was. compared to this song. And it was about five years before this. So maybe he was kind of getting used to that. But I find that it's not quite as clearly articulated as some of his other things. Like some of those uh, first lines, I don't know, as I ever even got, and I probably wouldn't get if thank goodness. Thank you producers and all the people who make the decisions to package CDs with lyrics. Please continue to do that. I hate when that happens. Um, But the first line, come out of a fireball, notes burning and the letters scrawled. I would be willing to bet that at least seven out of 10 John Hyatt fans could listen to the first lines of this song and not come up with that exactly.
0: I I agree. And um, you know, and we talked about that, right, that he paints this image, bare light bulb and a hot plate that was there when I finally met my fate that paints a picture of a beaten down uh, apartment with either a very a very poor college student or you know somebody who is not doing well someone Uh, who
1: decided to drive to Nashville to get $25 a week writing songs
0: yes (laughs) um
1: and I as I
0: listen to this I I think he does use his voice to help tell that story Mm -hmm. I think as he he kind of you know not grunts but he he growls and then he gets a little louder Mm -hmm. and then he stretches a little more and he's Mm -hmm. like you know that that he he kind of has a little more blues and a little more passion in there and then they do give the um the guitar solo and as i'm listening to this i'm like oh okay that's kind of an exclamation point there at this point that he's doing this this and I think ultimately it's up to you as the listener. Is this a plea, a prayer or a defiant statement? Right. And I don't, I think the beauty of this is we don't know.
1: I think that's a great way to uh, approach the song and to ask yourself that question. That's you're really good at that Jesse <laughs> a for the songs yeah. Yeah. and you know I hadn't noticed it before but I also do think that it very much evolves from first verse to last line of how clearly you can make out what he's saying and that makes perfect sense that yeah. you know he's sitting in that room feeling sad for himself mumbling blah 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 and then all of a sudden he's just like no no I'm gonna fight this. I ain't ever going back. And just more and more gets this oomph behind him. Whether he ever follows through is another question um, that you can ask yourself about the song.
0: I I don't know if there's a database uh, somewhere out there. There probably is. That I'm like, I wonder how often he plays this live. When you know when he was that pure, it would have been interesting to see. Uh, because- well, that was
1: interesting because I was asking myself that, too. It's like, I know I've I've seen this um, performed, but I feel like it fell off pretty fast that it's yeah. not one that comes along in the rotation very often. Yeah. And it's certainly not one that I've ever sat next to someone at a show and said, oh, what would you really love to hear? And they're like, yeah, this one. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, uh, this is, you know, this this pro- there is every song is someone's favorite song so you can guess there is someone with the cardboard sign going play ain't going back uh and uh but you're right this would not be i think on the top uh list of a lot of um uh listeners or fans but who knows maybe they'll tell us different after this episode goes out um any final thoughts before
1: we rate um no just gosh, this is fun. Um, isn't this fun (laughs) going through the songs this way? Cause yeah, like I said, it's, um, it's not one that I would have top of mind or I would ever like say, you know what I'm in the mood to throw on right now is ain't ever going back. But some of those little couplets and lines are really just such a gut punch. And it is a, a a beautiful song. It, it is a John Hyatt song. So.
0: If you had asked me after the first thrill through it, I would, Oh, it's a two. It's nothing, you know, it's just the two. Now that I'm almost tempted to give it a four just because, yeah, I know. (laughs) But just the, the, us discussing it and kind of the, the way the song is put together musically and the way he uses the lyrically, you know, repetition is a communication tool as they they talk a lot about in west wing or speech shows that you know repetition can can help make a point um i think i'll end at three and a half are we gonna allow half points
1: oh gosh that's a slippery slope it is (laughs) um
0: so i i think i'm gonna go three like i said Mike. I, I think, and also us talking about it, kind of made me even think higher of it. So, but I think I'll go three. How about you?
1: Um, I very much enjoy talking about it, but I'm gonna stick with my guns, which was a two. Okay. Um, strictly because there are so many good songs, and there you. are songs that, um you don't have to work that hard to understand how great they are. And, you know, maybe that's my own shortcoming is that, no, no, I think that's, I have to work for, to understand how good this one is. It's a beautiful song. There are some beautiful lines, but it's not the way that's gonna like grab you and make you remember, which is also kind of interesting giving those themes in the song. Yes. No. Yeah. So I, It's a it's a good song, but yes, there's just so many better ones.
0: I absolutely agree. I think that is perfect. Um, All right. So um, we average out two and a half. And so uh, there we go. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Um, that. All right. Uh, So you need to tell us, listeners, if you agree with us. Uh, we have, as we're recording this, we've had a two or three episodes out. Um, we got some feedback, didn't we Sylvan?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone was really arguing our points, but we're definitely hearing from people that they're looking forward to songs. And as a reminder, we are going in alphabetical order. So I completely understand people want to talk about, have a little faith in me and slow turning. It's going to take a while guys. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Stay with us.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. And and I hope that this isn't, you know, one of the reasons I, I was excited to do this is it gives you a chance to to sit with a few songs that may not normally make your playlist, kind of live with it a little bit and decide. Hopefully we've given you a little bit different thoughts on this. I know that's what I really appreciated this. We did get some feedback on we our did. first couple episodes.
1: We heard from one of my oldest online friends, uh, not age-wise, but person I've been talking to the longest, Jürgen Fellman from Germany, who has a website called Perfectly Good Cigar. And he said that he gave it a listen. And despite not being an English native speaker, he could understand us. So thank you, Jürgen. And I would love it if I could hear your voice someday. Like you said, hey, I've been reading your words and now I finally heard your voice. (laughs) 30 years later.
0: You do, listeners, you have the ability to leave us a voicemail. The number is is 469-249-2442. It is a general Google voicemail that... I give for all the different podcasts I do so that you can specifically talk about anything you feedback you want to give us. We love constructive feedback. We would, I, I'm an old man and would prefer praise, but constructive feedback is always appreciated. So we want to hear from you. I am at Jesse Jackson, DFW on Twitter. The show is at Perfectly Good PD on Twitter. Sylvan, you are at?
1: And we also have some Facebook presence and a Google site where you can kind of keep track of the list as we go through and all our contact information is on there as well.
0: Yeah, we are working on a shared document where you can sign up for to guest host an episode. We're still debating back and forth, but we may do for like something like have a little faith in me. Sylvan. and I may... Do the breakdown of the episode. And then we may do a second episode where we get a Zoom call of six or seven people and we just share stories about the song and just yes. what it's been to them. And, you know, if they played it in their weddings or it was there. So I yes. think that we we're it's trying to figure option. that out. Yeah. yeah. So I think that feel would be a lot of fun.
1: Call in with your stories now and we can um, bank them or we'll figure it out. We've got yeah. time.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this was fun. I appreciate yes. it we're We're getting through the alphabet, slowly, but surely. what's our next song, so they can do some homework before so before next the, week when they listen to us?
1: next one uh they might have to do a little digging for, but it will be well worth it. We are actually going to talk about the fact that John covered his daughter Lily's song all kinds of people for a special record day single a few years ago. So you, if you can't find John's version, go ahead and get Lily's album Trinity lane and give a listen to all kinds of people. And imagine her dad singing that.
0: It's yes. Beautiful. It made me want to get a turntable because <laughs> it was only available on albums. Uh, so yes. All right. Thank you listeners. Thank you, Sylvan. We will talk to you soon. And have a little faith.
1: Have a little faith. Bye. Bye
0: bye. we come
2: on Put the cow horns back on the choose on the It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.